Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mother's Housing Market, the podcast where we dissect and discuss emerging issues and trends in today's housing market, because competing in a 21st century market requires 21st century strategies. I'm Katie Keaton, realtor with Realty One Group Pacifica, and I am joined by... LaDonna Page, mortgage advisor and liabilities manager with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. Awesome. And I think it's safe to say we are really excited to be here. Crazy excited. Like couldn't sleep last night. I can't wait to do this. Yes, for sure. LaDonna and I have been talking about this podcast for, I would say, going on a month and we're here. We're doing it. This is our first one. And I think you guys are in for a real treat. So hopefully you will tag along with us on our adventure. Indeed. Okay. So first we kind of want to start with the format. This is our first podcast, the basics, the who, what, where, if you will. First, Katie, why don't you tell us where we are right now? Okay, great question. Where are we coming from? Because, you know, the real estate market, sure, there is a national market, but really it is um, county by county, city by city. Markets are so specific to where you are. So we are situated in Washington and in Kellett's County. We are in Kelso right now. We're coming to you from the Kellett's Podcast Network, and we couldn't be more excited. Um we are ready to talk about the local market and then also the national market as well. Absolutely. But first, we need to do our commercial yes. to fit our promise in with the podcast network that we would also boost their sales. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, everything's give and take. And LaDonna is right. I forgot to do that. So thank you for reminding me. Here's a good lead in. Um, we're so thankful to the Khaled's Podcast Network for allowing us the opportunity to use their studios. And so here is a word from their sponsors. This is Mike, local owner of your Longview Grocery Outlet. Every time you check out a grocery outlet, you're saving 40 to 60% off brand name groceries, 40 to 60% off beer and wine, 40 to 60% off organics, 40 to 60% off protein powders and vitamins, fresh meat, fresh produce, fresh dairy, housewares, pet supplies. Come see how much you can save. We'll circle your savings when you check out. Local owners, low prices, and lots to love. Longview Grocery Outlet. Grocery Outlet by the market. So I promised LaDonna that I would not sing the intro to Grocery Outlet. Um, as much as it pains me not to sing it, I will skip it. Um, and now we'll get into the next part, which is really us just talking about who we are, um, our experiences as people, our background and why we are talking about real estate, and then also our personal experiences being in the real estate market. So LaDonna, take it away. All right, so like I said, mortgage advisor and liabilities manager with CR Pacific Mortgage. I'm licensed in Oregon and Washington right now. Thinking about a couple other states, but I'm gonna just hang on to those two for a minute. Um, to really understand me, I guess you have to take it back a little further. I grew up here in Kelso. Um, then I moved away, went to college and started working for US Bank. I learned to love the industry there. I learned a ton. And then I learned that I loved an army man. And so we moved a lot and had two kids. And I stayed home for 11 years. Um, now he's retired and we're back here settled down next to my giant family. So what did you do at U.S. Bank? I started out as a banker. And my first job was like, here, call all these people on the overdraft list and tell them all about the money they owe the bank. And oh it was my so gosh. Great. <laughs> That's such a great job, I'm sure. I'm sure you went home every day just feeling really good about yourself. <sighs> you know, there were some gives and some takes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I learned a lot. 
Um, you know, and I think it was a good job for an 18-year-old. Like, totally, <laughs> hey, totally. Don't do this to your bank account. <laughs> but, um, you know, from there, we moved around. We didn't buy our house until what was my second duty station um, out in Clarksville, Tennessee. We still own that house today. We rent it out. I love it. It works super great for us. Um, and then we bought a house here. And going through the process being a purchaser was a totally different experience than I wanted it to be. I wanted more information. Mm-hmm. I wanted all of my questions answered. Everything. Yeah. I like facts. You know this. You've yes, been working I with do. me for yes, a while. I, do. <laughs> like, I like all the information. <laughs> and uh, not getting that really left a hole in my mortgage. Like, I didn't understand how it worked and how I could work it and why keeping the one as a rental was a great idea. I spent a few years trying to talk my husband into selling it, and we just haven't. And now I realize, like, duh, don't sell it. (laughs) I think in a future podcast, I would love to talk about your experience doing that because I know a lot of people in the army or the military that they do kind of leave a trail of rentals wherever they go. And it's so interesting because, you know, myself, when I feel like the majority of buyers, you buy a house and you know, or at least you plan to stay in it for an extended period of time. So it is really interesting to think about the people who are purchasing really while they know that they won't be there forever. So we'll put a pin in that and come back to it at some point. Yeah, but that's so really interesting. Let me drop a little fact on you. Okay. <laughs> I, I also love facts. I do. I love facts as well. The average time that people spend in a home is actually five to seven years. So I you didn't say, know that. You say extended period of time, five to seven years. Well, I mean, five is kind of extended, right? <laughs> I mean, my parents have been in their house for like 20 seven-ish years Yeah, that's true. I guess mine have as well. Born and raised in the same house. Right, exactly. But this is not your mother's mortgage. You know, not your mother's... Not your mother's housing market, not your mother's trends, not the way that your mother buys or owns houses or your father. I mean, come on. We we are gender inclusive. We can throw in all of your father's bad advice as well, and we're happy to do so. Absolutely. So basically when I came back to... Kelso, I also came back to wanting to have a career. Um, I chose mortgages because they're the happy side of lending. Like, everybody's excited to have a mortgage. Uh, (laughs) Right? I I wish that we were a visual podcast as well right now because the faces that I just made when she said everyone is happy to have a mortgage would definitely say otherwise. (laughs) I mean, everybody is excited to get into that home for whatever reason. Like, are you buying your first home? Are you buying your forever home? Are you buying a rental investment home? Whatever it is, everybody is excited about it. Oh, I totally Um, agree. Buying is the fun part. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, So also it gave me an opportunity to work from home. Spent 11 years at home. Really loved my home. Wanted to be there as much as possible. I work from home. Technically, I have an office in Longview. um, But I mostly go into files and paperwork every now and then. Yeah, like I said earlier, I mean, you're preaching to the choir about never wanting to go back to the office. I feel like every realtor, when you ask them, like, why did you get into the business? One of their top reasons is, um, I don't want to work in an office. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We all have that in common. Um, But, like, the biggest reason why I wanted to be in mortgages was because I knew that 
mortgage has the most impact on somebody's financial trajectory in life. Mm-hmm. Your mortgage dictates everything else you do. Right. Because it's your biggest monthly payment. But then also on the other side, if you um, leverage it correctly, really, it gives you the buying power to do so much in life. Right. Absolutely. It is your biggest asset Mm -hmm. and your biggest debt. And that's where that three-sided balance sheet that I love to talk about comes in. And what is that? That is... (laughs) Yay, let's play. (laughs) (laughs) So that is... Your assets and your liabilities weighed against each other, which is usually what people look at as a three as a two-sided balance sheet. But then you add in that real estate at the bottom because that one technically falls into in both. into both of them. Ooh. It's almost right. like a double-edged sword. It, you know? <laughs> totally. It's my favorite double-edged sword. I love that. I mean, what other double-edged swords are? <laughs> There's a few. I want to see what your, like, second most favorite double-edged sword is. We'll talk about that off. Okay. <laughs> off oh, my, my goodness. Okay. We'll, we'll move past that. All right. So, yeah. So, like, that's why I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. I love mortgages because, really, it's the biggest asset and the biggest debt. And learning how to manage that appropriately to to project your finances out as far and make the most money for you is super, super important. And Definitely. my mother did not teach me that. <laughs> <laughs> tisk tisk. Shame on your mother. Just kidding. LaDonna's mother, too. I haven't met you, but I'm sure you're great. Mine's too. She also has given me, she's given me good advice too, but you know, advice that doesn't work as well in the 21st century, like we said earlier. Right. So Katie, who are you? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm a Sagittarius. <laughs> Right there. Um, Let's see. What about me? Well, like you, I was actually born and raised in Cowlitz County. Um, I am a K through 12-er at Toodle Lake High School. Very um, prestigious, should I say? Just kidding. It's not prestigious, but I do love Toodle. Shout out. Um, And I, even though I'm a realtor, I have not actually ever purchased a home. I own a home, but we built our home. So um, coming into real estate was kind of funny because I've never been on the side where I'm working with a seller and I've learned a lot, but it's been really cool. Um, So to go back um, before real estate for me, like I said, born and raised in Toodle. um, And again, my parents, I was brought home to the house that my parents still live in. So their house is paid off. You know, they've lived there for 30 years, not to age myself, but <laughs> they've not lived there 30 years. <laughs> and um, like you, I went away to college. Um, I went to UW. So go dogs. <laughs> but then I graduated from WSU Vancouver. But so go kooks. So I guess I'm, <laughs> that's a double-edged sword too. Maybe. No, that's not the right analogy. But anyway, um, I also have two beautiful kids and we, after our first was born, we actually lived in one of my parents' rentals, which I told you in a conversation off of the podcast a while ago, which I think is interesting because that means that we 
kind of delayed our first step onto the property ladder. And it made a lot of sense at the time. You know, it allowed me to stay home so I didn't have to work and I could raise our son. And it also allowed me to go back to school, get my bachelor's degree and actually, you know, work on my real estate license. So it was a wonderful thing, but it did delay me from the property ladder. And I did not step onto it. I didn't get to my first rung until we built our house out in Silver Lake. So back in Toodle. Um, and we moved into that house about three years ago now. So that's kind of my background, my personal background in real estate. And then as far as my professional background in real estate, I um, went through a few years of being a notorious job hopper. (laughs) I um, would get a position and I would know within the first three months, hey, this is cool for now, but I'm not going to be here forever. I did a lot of outside sales, which is great. And you can make great money and you meet a lot of people, which is wonderful, but it's also kind of draining um, on you as a person. (laughs) That's so funny that you just said that you were a notorious job hopper, because when we were very first getting to know each Mm -hmm. other, you mentioned like bajillion different places you worked. And all I could think was like, how old is this girl? No, I was a notorious <laughs> job hopper. I was one of those people um, that would stay at a job. I would decide within, I don't know, three months that I probably wouldn't be there forever. And then I would say, okay, well, I will stay here a year. I will give myself a year. I'm staying here a year. One of my first jobs was at a staffing agency. So I understood what companies were looking for on resumes. And I knew that Ooh, job hopping was one. bad. Right. I loved that job. Actually, I really, really loved that job. But um, I knew job hopping was bad. So I'm like, okay, I will stay at each position a year. Um, This is funny. I don't think I've ever told you this story. But after my last position, I was still actually at my last job. And I had my real estate license. I had my real estate license for about three years before I started actively using it just because I was nervous to take the plunge. Um, Part of me wishes I had done it sooner, but then part of me is glad I didn't because I met so many people doing outside sales and I met so many great business owners and I just learned so much. So yeah, I'm grateful for Yeah, I've yet to walk it. into a place with you without you going, hey, so it's so. Yeah. No, it's great. I love everyone in Cowles County. I love the businesses in Cowles County and I'm so happy for the people that I know. But um, anyway, at the end of my last position... I am also the type of person where if someone brings up a job opportunity to me or asks if I want to do an interview or whatever, I say yes to everything. I say yes to every job opportunity, really, and just to hear what they're talking about. Hey, Katie, I'm looking for an assistant. (laughs) Like, secretly looking. (laughs) Sorry, no. (laughs) Um, But anyway, I accidentally had, like, four jobs at once, and I hadn't started any, but I had, like, accidentally gotten myself into a position where... Everyone thought I was going to start working for them, and I had to slowly start breaking the news, like, hey, I'm not actually going to start here, and also, I'm putting in my two-week notice at my job, and, you know, it was just (laughs) crazy, but all that is to say that once I started real estate, I knew immediately this is where I'm going to stay. I'm staying for the long haul. I'm going to write out every single ebb and flow that this brings to me because I love it, and I actually got a text message about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, from a former coworker, and he texted me, said, hey, there's this great job opportunity at um, my place of employment. Do you want to come in and um, have an interview? And before I had started real estate, I would have said yes faster than anything. Wait, was this the first time you said no? I said no. Oh, my gosh. I said no, and, and I said no. to me on being my assistant. Well, so, yeah, okay, you know, so too. Like, <laughs> I yeah, said you. no so fast because... 
I didn't even care what the job was because I knew that it wouldn't be as fulfilling or um, as right for me as real estate. So I am so happy to say that I am a reformed job hopper. <laughs> I am in this for the long haul. And yeah, that's kind of my background on real estate. And I love it. And I've got gotten to help 10 clients now, um, which is not that many. But for six months, I think I'm doing good. But wait, wait, you told me an interesting fact about where you're at in your company. No, no I didn't. <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm doing good. That's all. <laughs> and I'm enjoying every part of it. And part of that is that we're starting this podcast, which I could not be happier about. And really, that kind of brings us into the next part, because we want to talk about why we're starting the podcast. And a big thing for both of us is because everyone in our lives are really tired of hearing us talk about real estate. Oh my gosh, my sister all the time. Ugh, talk about something else, please. I know. I find myself. <laughs> Maybe bringing I just it need up. to find a new person to talk to. <laughs> well, that's what the podcast is for. Um, I find myself bringing it up in like every conversation, and I can hear myself doing it. And I'm like, these people do not care, but I can't stop because it's so interesting, right? So, kind of tell us a little bit more about your whys. So, getting my licenses meant a lot of learning, and. Like you said, the more I learned, the more I realized that not only I was doing it wrong, so was nearly every other person I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the wrong strategy, but I needed, like, I needed to relook at how I was doing it, and I keep digging deeper, and I keep learning new things. Like, part of my schedule every single day. I have an hour for learning, <laughs> and I Katie just that. laughed at me. No, but I love seriously, that. Seriously, like I love new knowledge, and that's where I'm at in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's scheduled into my day. Anyway, so now it's like I wanted to educate every single person I met about this. Like I hear people talk about how you know this isn't the right time to buy. And I think um, last year was the best time to buy, but the next best time is right now. Right. Because that real estate train just keeps on moving. As a first-time home buyer, you are just running alongside it, trying to jump on any second you can. And the sooner you get on, the better off you are. Because unless there's some catastrophic event that launches you off of it, that real estate market just keeps moving. Things go up and down constantly. Mm -hmm. But they always go up. It's like a stair step if you really look at it. I mean, you can go back to 2008, which is really scary times for most of us. But, you know, so think about it, like, those houses now, if you could hang on to that house, it's worth so much more now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. And I'm sure we'll talk about all that stuff in a later podcast. But I absolutely agree. And, um, you know, The same thing where you want to educate people. I'll be at my son's baseball game or my daughter's t-ball or whatever. And I hear people around me um, talking about real estate. Almost everywhere I go, I hear somebody talking about real estate. And I don't want to just jump into the conversation because, first of all, that's rude. Second of all, um, they probably don't know I can hear them. You know what I mean? I can't turn my ears off. It's a problem that I straight up have. Right, but it's kind of like that theory of, like, 
oh, I've decided I want a Tesla. So now I see Teslas everywhere. Totally, totally. But the thing is that um, I know there's a buzz about it. I know, especially with the market, how it is. Everyone is thinking about should they refinance? Should they sell? Should they buy something right now? Every single person, I feel like at least in our age range and really, I mean, 18 and up, I think almost everyone has kind of thought about the market, how it is and where they want to be and where they want to place themselves in the market. Um, But it's scary to take that step from thinking about it yourself and looking at trends online and all that stuff to actually reaching out to a professional. And I know that for a lot of people, that step comes kind of later. And so if they can listen to a podcast like this, can get comfortable with the idea that like, hey, I can talk to a professional without tying myself into anything, without having to worry about their alternative motives. I can hear what someone locally in my industry thinks about the market and thinks about, um, you know, where it's headed, where it's been, and kind of just can talk that through that maybe that'll give them, um, give them the courage to kind of start the process for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, I talk to a million people and and every single one of them is coming from a different scenario, but it all boils down to am I ready for this next step, whether that is first time home buying or fifth time home buying a house. Like the sooner you come and you talk to a professional and really get the ideas of what's going on, the better off you are. Mm-hmm. And having something like this a podcast out there telling you hey look these are the things Mm -hmm. that like that's power and then also can I just bring up something that you said at our last meeting when we were kind of um sussing out what our podcast would be about I love that word sussing I mean it's very like among us has really brought the word sus to a whole new level so anyway um You know, the word professional is kind of a loaded term. And someone new to the industry, like myself, like I said, I'm really only about six months in. And I know you took a break from the industry for a while and are kind of just getting yourself back into it. Um, Quote, unquote, professional. We are teaching ourselves, too. We're learning along the way as well. And I know that you had brought up one of the reasons you wanted to do this podcast, and I completely agree, is that... um, the best way to learn something is to teach it. And so do you kind of want to speak to that for a minute? Absolutely. And I, like, I live my life by that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There was something written on my mirror. It's definitely that. It's definitely the best way to learn something is to teach it and talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so that is a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. I am reaching out. I'm talking about it. I'm on, you can find me on, um, Clubhouse, talking about it. I keep trying to get myself to do Clubhouse better, and I just I feel like I need to actually go to YouTube and watch a few videos oh. on like how to use Clubhouse. You know I love YouTube. Use, you know I love YouTube. I know you love YouTube. Just just do it. Just mess just, with it. Just mess around with it. Just get up there and speak about something or ask a question. Like well, there's some of my favorite groups is just like an open air. Some of your favorite groups are like, how do I use Clubhouse? And that's like the questions (laughs) that are in them. No. No. Some of them are like the whole entire forum is I'm here to answer questions. Please jump in this room and ask me questions. No, you're right. I know. I'll get there. I feel like like Clubhouse is like the perfect format for me because I love um, 
talking. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I love talking, and I also love to listen to other people talk. Um, so I'll get there. You're right. It's but my new addiction of, like, talk radio almost. Okay, okay. <laughs> I will get there. I will get there. I promise you. Um, but, yeah, I think that... There's a lot of people that are passively working in the real estate industry. I think there's a lot of realtors that are passively realtors. And I think there's a lot of mortgage lenders that are passively mortgage lenders. They know what they know. They're doing um, they're doing what they know. They're doing, right. you know, the minimum to get things done. But um, maybe they kind of are resting on their laurels or they just... You know, anytime they're not working with a client, they're using that as free time. And I think this podcast is really going to hold both of us accountable to not be doing real estate passively. Um, you know, we're hoping to do a podcast every week. And so in that week, in those six days between podcasts, we will be figuring out what new trends and topics we want to talk about on the show. And that's going to keep us um, really engaged, which I guess brings us to the what of this podcast. Um, you know, this episode is a little different because we're just trying to um, introduce ourselves, introduce our topics, everything like that. But um, really how we envision it is um, bringing new statistics, bringing studies, maybe even, you know, com or linking them somewhere so you guys can read along with us and dissecting. That's kind of the word that we've chosen for what we really want this to be about, dissecting and discussing um, the trends that we see. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like, I just want to be out there talking in a space that isn't sitting there going, ugh. Stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This isn't like, yeah, this is what I do for a living, mm -hmm. but this is what I do for a living. Right. Like, these idiots yes. pay me to do this for a living. <laughs> and I think it's going to Sorry, be fun, Trevor, you're too. you're not an idiot. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that it's going to be really fun. I think it is going to be a fun podcast. And um, like I said before, yes, we'll be looking at national trends that come out, too. But we want to look at trends that are happening here locally. And we do that by bringing in guests. We'll hopefully have, you know, maybe other realtors, have people that are buying their first house, have people that are selling their first house, have people um, that can come on and we can really talk things through with. So we know what's happening at a local level, pull stats from the local level and really just go over them together and. Um, hopefully we will all learn something. Um, the audience hopefully will learn something. If we have an audience, please let us have an audience. People, please listen to this. And um, I mean, even if no one's listening, I do believe you and I will learn a lot from having this podcast. I'm just going to say, I love you, Dad. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Mom, I if know you can figure out how to listen to this, thank you for listening. Um, but yeah, so I guess for the last few minutes of the podcast, let's give everyone a little taste of what things will be about. And you can kind of explain the, um, the stat that you grabbed for this week. And we can give a brief overview of our thoughts on it before we wrap up and um, start planning for next week. Yeah, absolutely. I love the stats. I look at them every day. Um, so anyway, 4.8 million millennials are turning 30 this year. And roughly the same number will continue to do so for the next four years. We're 30 people. We're 30. I'm already 30. I'm so. in my 30s. <laughs> Not dating myself that much. I'm I mean, in my 30s somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm exactly 30 to date myself. <laughs> um, anyway, so that means that first-time homebuyers are the biggest group in the market right now. Mm -hmm. They're, They're the, the biggest, biggest purchasers. They're the biggest purchasers. So not only do we have to focus on them, 
we also have to educate them. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are going to be first-time homebuyers that never purchase and never consecutively own more than one house. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be first-time homebuyers that they're buying this house, they're going to live in it for two years, and they're going to move out and they're going to rent that house. Mm-hmm. And I want to speak to every single one of them because all of them have something to learn. I have something to learn from them, and they have something to learn from me. And that, like, speaking to not only first-time homebuyers, but those investors is huge. That's our market. Mm-hmm. Totally. I totally agree because I think we all know people um, that everyone is somewhere different on the property ladder. I right. love the ladder analogy. I'll use it I use, the day I die. I use a train. Um, it just happens. Yeah, but I guess if you get more property, you move closer to the front. Is that the train analogy? Sure. There's okay. a little gate that you can walk between cars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're just moving closer to the front. And then right. eventually when you own a bunch of rental properties, you are the train conductor? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to piece this together in my mind. Um, I love a good analogy. She loves facts. I love analogies. So, yeah, there you go. That explains the whole podcast. Bye. Talk to you next week. Um, no, I think that... This age group is really fascinating because I know people that purchased their first house at 22 and are now selling their first house. And, um, or maybe, like you said, they purchased their first house at 22. They're buying a new house with equity and they're keeping the first one as a rental. Um, I know people that are selling and kind of just sitting and waiting and waiting for something to happen before they can either build or buy something new. So I think there is something for all of us to learn. Um, I'm excited to learn more and I'm excited to talk to this age group specifically, but really everyone. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to help each other out to um, make the best financial decisions we all can. Yeah, absolutely. So we paint like a kind of a personal picture. Like, mm-hmm. What year was it that you started renting that house? For my parents? Yeah. Um, it was 2012. Ooh, fun. Okay. So this is really, really just got great Mm -hmm. because that's the exact same year that I purchased my house in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my house in Tennessee is worth $180,000 more than what I purchased it for. Mm Mm-hmm. And as a person who rented from my parents, thank you so much. It was wonderful. Um, I went seven years before making any moves, and I have no equity to show for it. So there's the difference, you know. Right. Mm $180,000. That I, I mean, I didn't pay that much on rent. So you know what I mean? uh, Right. I mean, I owned, I lived in my house for three years, and then we moved, and it's been rented ever since. And like. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying it was like. I, I have nothing to show for that. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it is really interesting. The sooner you can get on the train or the ladder. The ladder. <laughs> um, really, as long as you're planning on staying there for a while, then the better it is. Right. And, you know, and that's that's what I want to speak to is our personal experiences that now fall into our professional experiences. Oh, and I know there were people that when we started renting, um, friends that we knew that were buying their first homes. And um, at the time, maybe we were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're buying a house. That's crazy. Um, But when we started building, we had other friends that were selling their first homes to buy their second home or selling their first homes to build their second home or what have you. And um, they had such a head start above us. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, we should have gotten on the property ladder sooner. Yeah, absolutely. what seven years could do. So 
Absolutely. So I think it's I think that's a perfect way to explain who we want to talk to, what we want to talk about. And um, we've already talked about that next week we were kind of just going to go over different predictions that people have for what the next year will bring. Obviously, no one can tell the future, but um, I think it'll be fun um, to talk about who is saying what. Why are they saying what they're saying? Um, kind of delve into even different people's interests in what is being told. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of um, you kind of speak things into existence. Yeah, absolutely. So I think next week's episode is going to be really good. It's going to be a lot less of us chatting about ourselves as much as I know that makes some of you very sad. Just kidding. <laughs> it, I, I keep referring to you listening like there's somebody listening <laughs> at this moment. somebody listening. At literally this moment, we're just talking to ourselves. Um, but hopefully we will have listeners and have people that um, will be back next week to talk about the trends and the forecasts for this next 12 months in real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I want to touch on that point that you said, like what we're talking about next week, because uh -huh. next week will be pretty interesting because there's a two-day Fed meeting that started today. Oh. And so we'll have those reports from Yellen and Powell, and we'll be able to speak to those a little bit more. And yes. And the Kay Schilling reports come out today and, like, all these little tidbit facts that we so get to we talk about. So we timed it really well. We timed our, yeah, our we topic started really our well. Existence. <laughs> okay. I love it. <clears throat> what is the date today? Today is April 27th. Let's go with that. <laughs> 2021. We're excited to start. Next year we'll have a big anniversary episode. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, we're speaking into, into existence. So that's, that's me saying that we will be around for the next year. Absolutely. Um, okay. So I will start over again with our extra. Again, I'm Katie Keaton, Realty One Group Pacifica. I want to be your realtor, and I am joined by LaDonna Page. I am a mortgage advisor and liabilities manager for Sierra Pacific Mortgage, and I would love to talk to you. And we are coming to you from the Cowlitz Podcast Network. Thank you for the Cowlitz Podcast, ne Podcast Network for hosting us, and we will be back next week. All right. See you then. Bye.